Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 387, After the Whistle, presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. We're recording while the game's still going on. A little under under five minutes to go here. Sabres up 5-1. And Montreal Montreal on a power play. Oh, what a save. What an incredible save by Levi there. He's looked good tonight. He's had a real nice game. Smothering smothering every shot that's been taken a lot of really good things from uh from buffalo sabers here tonight probably the most complete game we've seen them play in a while and i'll even chalk it up against that columbus uh not the leaf game sorry where they won nine three just a good game from start to finish right from the puck drop you know and 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 i think someone wrote to us tonight they're like uh oh big deal you know it's montreal they should beat montreal well actually throughout the season they've They've had trouble with these types of teams. They've played well against the good ones and trouble with the ones that they should be beating. So that's right. This is a nice statement game for the team. Did you know? Did you see early, early in the game? Scrum in front of the net, jamming at, they were jamming at pucks, all five guys down, collapsing in in the, in the crease, grabbing a body. Incredible. And and listening to the show, boys, I will take credit for this win tonight. Sign me up for a Jack. Oh Adams. my lord! Did Another. you just see? Did you just see Levi flash the leather? Point blank. Holy jump! Yes, stand up for a little ovation there. Well done. That was are those his parents? That, that's that's his, his parents, parents right there. Yeah. Yep. What a beautiful save! This is point blank, and I think that was uh, Cole Caulfield. In Montreal, that's a good game for him. Yes, that's, that's a Cole nice Caulfield, and he just snapped the leather right in front of him, 10 feet, boom. What a save. What a save by Levi. Well done. Anyway, I, I was saying, you know, there's there's things that they did very well that just continued, they continued to gain confidence throughout the game. Power and you got you on the brought, board, that's got to help. Power play, but here's the thing. You you mentioned something about there was there was a you know pressure in front of the 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 Sabres net. Puck went to the net. You got Gallagher that goes there. You know what he's gonna do. He's gonna be jamming at the goaltender. You've got another player that's doing the same thing. I think it was Evans. And immediately, immediately the Sabres showed 
exactly how you defend your goaltender and defend the crease. You yes, emphasized the, at that point it, the other day about how soft they are in front of their own net and how other teams go to the net and there's no repercussions for it. But you can't let this be the only time it happens, though, too. I mean, you can't just look at the personnel and say, oh, so-and-so's on the ice, so it's okay to do this. Like, it's got to be consistent so that other teams pick up on the fact that, hey, you know what? They actually are going to play a little nastier. That's right. That's right. But, you know, there's there's a lot of little subtleties in the game um, in the first period. There's probably about maybe six, seven minutes in. Uh, Matias Samuelson made a body check in the defensive zone and just absolutely pasted somebody. And it was a hard, physical, aggressive check. Look at this. 6-5. Jeff Skinner, four points. A hell of a night. A hell of a night for him. Offensively, can't... I mean, he is he is special. He, he produces the points. Jack Quinn got another one tonight. So there's so, just so many positives that come out of this, and 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 we're we're autom- automatically you're going to go to goals and assists, right? You're going to say Jeff Skinner had four points, he had a goal and assist. Tage Thompson comes away from this game um, with with a with a great night. I think he had two goals and 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 three points. Um, there's a lot of players that played very well, but you know I look at the small things. Something that we um, were discussing today about how you defend in front of your net. Like, so the, the Sabres right now go into Montreal, they win six to one. And you think to yourself, they didn't have to push it. How many two on one, actually there was a two on one in the, in, in the first three minutes of the game. But for the most part, the Sabres have defended very well. They didn't give up any, odd man rushes, opportunities. I I thought watching the game here tonight that Owen Power played a very quiet and a very strong game. There's going to be other games where he's going to get up the ice more and have to create more offense. But in today's game, doesn't have to tonight. He didn't, he didn't have to tonight and he played defense. And this is, this is the maturity that you're going to see from him as he gets older and understands there's going to be nights where you just need to lock it down, move the puck, play great defense. And then there's going to be other games where he is going to be relied upon to get up in the rush and, and try and create more offense. But he had a real, he had a real nice game tonight. He was very, very calm, um, and and looked real solid here tonight. That's probably the best game we've seen Devin Levi play. Well, you know, he's he's played some pretty darn good games. He's played some games where he's given up some goals that I think that he would love back. But he's also played some games that are kind of uh you sit there and you go, "Wow, he's he's a pretty damn good goaltender." And he is a good goaltender. He is a he's a great goaltender. He's 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 going to be a fantastic player in this league. I'm not going to go back and say and start discussing what we've discussed for four months that I do not I do not think that he should be a, the starting goaltender in a rookie year. 
He should have had support. Got to shut the game off. Got to shut this off now. Got to change the channel. Teams never give away information on injuries. Upper body, lower body, that's it. But the attorneys at Salino Law have a lot to say about dealing with injuries. If you're in a car crash and you have been injured, call Salino, 800-555-5555. Who doesn't love a great pregame meal? You're in luck. Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino has the Buffalo Sabres home game dinner special. Available on home game days, Wednesday through Saturday, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Three-course prime rib dinner special, 50 bucks a person at Seneca Buffalo Creek Casino. Nothing else comes close. I don't want to go and pile on after a nice win like this, but it's just, you wonder why you can't see consecutive efforts like this you know what i mean I, in fact it's not even efforts because i don't want to take away from the the players and then and, and make it sound like they don't try but what i mean is consecutive results it doesn't have to be five six one but it just would be nice to be able to see them string together a, a few games you know and i thought after the uh leaf game when they when they picked their ass after a nice rebound game from the columbus game you just you think that maybe it might start to turn the other way, and then they lose the next one in in uh, against the Rangers, and they lose to Ottawa, and yeah. things just kind of you know seem to be just kind of stagnant, right? Yep. So you just I just you wonder when they can start to because it doesn't get easy. You know they played tonight against Montreal. They have Pittsburgh on Saturday, who's who was in a dogfight tonight against Boston and ended up pulling it out six to five. So the, the, the task doesn't get any easier as it pertains to the Sabres and their schedule. Cause I think I read somewhere, someone said, if the Sabres are going to get back in it, their best chance. Don't even do it. Don't even, well, it's, it's now, right? Is that what you're going to say? Well, it's the next, the next 10, the next 10 to 15 games are basically, you are going to find out whether you have any chance whatsoever of of um putting your even yourself in a opportunity to push for the playoffs. But the biggest advantage they have, and I don't even know if it's an advantage anymore. But after Pittsburgh on Saturday, starting on Tuesday, they have a six game homestand where it's Seattle, Ottawa, Vancouver, San Jose, Chicago, and Tampa Bay. That's your time to to be that's your time to to try to string together some wins at home, get the fan base excited, and maybe prove that you're serious about making the playoffs this year. One time. One time in 39 games, this hockey team has won back-to-back games. One time. I've played a long time. I've been around this game a long time. I've actually not really heard anything like that in in I mean in in years. Thirty nine games, half it's a so, season. It's so bad. One of our episode titles was "Refuse to Win Two because we had those shirts in the, in the when, when we played here. Refuse, refuse to, to lose. Refuse I, to lose two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but they have an opportunity. They played well. There's a feel good. Um, there's a feel good presence to the game. They did a lot of really good things. I I thought the defense core in 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 general did a really nice job tonight. The defense the pairings, Connor Clifton, Matias Samuelson did a real nice job tonight playing together. You know, Matias Samuelson played the most on the defense tonight. 21-32. Connor Clifton was third in minutes played at 19-32. Darlene was 21-17. Owen Power, 17-38. It's almost like he got a little bit of a, what do you say? Like a, a recharge, a breather, where he didn't have to play the 23, 24 minutes a night, where he didn't have to be rushing up the, up the ice and, and, and just all over the place. He played sound defensive hockey. He allowed the game to come to him. They defended exceptionally well. And they didn't, they didn't beat themselves. So I thought the defense pairings did a nice job in front of Devin Levi. How about the you had your number one line. Play? <laughs> uh, you know what? Come it's, on. It's, hey, if we're going to sit here and pump him up, let's just throw a little humility at him too. I mean, the guy's going to be making 11 million. Sorry. Yeah, nice, but you know what? Nice Here's the thing. Turnover. You know what I said to myself? You know what I thought to myself when he did that? Um, Why did he back off so much? No, 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 oh. no. No, no, no. He he handled the puck. He got it stripped. The guy went in, shot, and scored. And I watched the body language immediately of of after the goal was scored. And you can tell that he he is giving everything. Sometimes when you're in a situation that this team is in, because I've been there, I know you've been there, and anybody who's played the game of hockey on a team for a long time. There, you go through seasons sometimes where things aren't going well and the guys that care the most, you know what they do? They work harder. But sometimes when you work harder and get out of your element, your game suffers. And I think Rasmus Dahlin, a little bit in the last couple weeks, he hasn't been as sharp. I'm not going to say that he hasn't played well because I don't think that's the case. I don't think he's played as well as what he could. I think he's his game suffers because I think he's trying too hard. In a game like tonight, he made a mistake. It's okay because he also had uh, a goal and assist. And he played a lot. Uh, empty now. Key minutes. Fuck. Whatever. I'm just kidding with you. I'm just come, right. I, come I'm, Yeah. I'm just kidding around. Just, you know what? Someone pointed it out. They're like, listen, guy can't get let off the hook. You know, they're, they, they come to us to talk about it. Well, so, listen, I'm, I, I, I'll tell you this. I'm going to, I'm going to give you my, my deep down opinion on a player. And if he's not playing well, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you he's not playing well. But here's the thing. Sometimes, like I said, you have a player like Rasmus Dahlin that the work ethic is there. His pride 
and and what he's doing for the team is there. So sometimes when you work and you get out of your element, you don't play as well and you make mistakes. And I think that's what's going on. So I'm not going to shit on Rasmus Dahlin. I could have shit on him three weeks ago to say that he wasn't playing as well as what he could because he's, he's going to be, he's going to be not this year. He's making six, but he's going to be an $11 million guy. I don't want to do that with him because he is truly giving 100% each and every single night. And people, are, and people are going to come to me and I know because I got all these Twitter morons that are, are coming after me about uh, Jeff Skinner. I think that Jeff Skinner is one of the most talented offensive players and we're lucky to have him as an offensive player, but that doesn't make him a great hockey player. There's a reason why he has missed the playoffs for 12 years of his NHL career because he lacks areas of the game that are hurting basically his game and his and 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 it doesn't help the team that's 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 it in a nutshell people need to understand that i mean everyone sees a player differently don't care who you are not everyone looks at the players the same way I think Sidney Crosby is the greatest hockey player to ever don skates. Maybe Connor McDavid's the most talented, but I think Sidney Crosby is by far the greatest hockey player to ever play the game. Because he plays a 200-foot game. Like tonight, he scored his 22nd goal. He not only produces a freak amount of points, he also is one of the best defending centermans in the game. Now, the Pittsburgh Penguins have not played incredible. They've played under their standard. But you go and look at Sidney Crosby. He's leading the team in points. He's leading. He's got 22 goals now, but he's also like a plus 15 or 16. He's outstanding. He cares. Sidney Crosby, who came in to the NHL who scored 102 points. Okay. He was a, he was a, an offensive phenom, but he realized very quickly in this league, if you want to win, if you want to win championships, you have to be a great two way center. And he became a great two way center. Just like Patrice Bergeron. How he's never won a Selkie trophy. I can't figure that out. Honestly, I, I I think it's because he's so good offensively. I think no, I think when no he, sense. it do does you know make that, sense. Do you know that in his entire career, he's only been a minus two seasons out of what eighteen, all seventeen of seasons? I don't know. Fuck, uh, twelve hundred and twenty-seven games. Yeah, he's like a he's plus what plus two hundred or something like that. Two hundred and thirty-five 30. or something. I think I saw. So, um, but he had he, to learn that PD. He when was he minus one league, in his first year in Pittsburgh was brutal. Yeah. And he had a hundred, po- he had 102 points. Think about how bad that is. You have a hundred and two points in your minus one. That ain't good, <laughs> bud. <laughs> Sidney true. Crosby learned <laughs> from guys that were older than him. Oh, they learned, yeah. he learned that you have to be, if you have to be, a great two-way center, 
in order to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, that's funny. His other year was um, he had 47 points in 41 games, so that's a a 94-point pace, and he was minus eight. Yeah. That's it. And then he was an even, I think, once. Other you know what's that, interesting? When you go back year. and I talk about defensive centermans, okay, go back and look at the I don't the think teams. you need to throw the S on there. I think it would just be centermen. Centermen. Okay, that's a good one. Thank you. Thanks, thanks, Mrs. Peters. Oh, no, um, you, you do it. Listen, I'm not trying to shit on you, but you, someone, someone, uh, uh, Lou Brown on Twitter said, uh, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't name butchered uh, something in a while." What I said, Sep Appert or whatever. Give me a, give me a break. But I was, what I was going to say when you, when you look at our young core that we have here in Buffalo. There's some pretty some pretty talented hockey players. Um, when you look at teams that have won the Stanley Cup, they have centermen's that are highly offensive, that came into the league highly offensive, that learned in order to win a Stanley Cup, you need to play defense. One is Sidney Crosby. Evgeny Malkin's been a pretty damn good two-way center. You look at the Chicago Blackhawks, you have Jonathan Taves, you look at uh, the L.A. Kings, won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Anz Kopitar is an outstanding, as always known Patrice as Bergeron. A, Patrice Bergeron. You you continue to look at Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel did not have a defensive bone in his body when he was 18 years old. He was one of the worst defensive players I have seen in a long time. He has learned something. He has he has learned that in order to have success, he doesn't have to go and score 120 points to be a champion. He had 65 points the year that last year when he won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he had a great playoff, and he had an uh, he, he led led the playoffs in scoring, but he was also he was also one of the best defensive centermen in the game. Centermen. Did it again, eh? God, I just, I just want so many. Want them to understand. There's, we're already pluralizing it when you go from center man to center men. Okay, okay, thank you. God, you're on today, eh? <laughs> I'm looking at you right now. You're sitting in a dark corner of your house. I'm not, it's, it's the lighting is. It oh, I me... thought that was a halo. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I got a few more for you, too. I'm going to start correcting you on because there's a couple more coming up when the playoffs get here. There is a tremendous amount of talent, not only currently on the Sabres, that's very young, but kids that are not here. The Coolidge, the Savoys, the all those players. If they don't understand that there's two sides to this game, it seems like the side of offense is going to get you paid. It's going to, it's going to make your bank account real big. That's why all these young players want to be offensive players, but they don't understand that at the end of it, you could have the biggest bank account in the world and not win a championship. And you'll be thinking about it the rest of your life. Now there are lots of players like that. There are lots of players, and I don't want to pour salt in wounds at this time of night. But last thing I'll ask, 
So and I'm not picking on anyone. Just curious to get your thought on this. Devin Levi's mom and dad had the, uh, well, Levi's mom had the jersey on. Uh, how do you feel about parents wearing the jersey of the kid? I think it's excellent. Okay. So I'm not you talking don't, like you, you don't like that. Parent. I don't know. Personally, I would like, are they from Montreal? Okay. Yeah, because they, if they're so. from Montreal from and she walks in with a Nick Suzuki, uh, Jersey or uh frigging Cole Caulfield, then when we got a problem, but if she's wearing her own son, Devin Levi, damn right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's, it's from, amazing. he's from Quebec. Yeah. He's from Quebec. Okay. I'd lose my shit. If my parents had my Jersey on in a rink, you fucking kidding me. <laughs> they wouldn't have. They would have had Danny Briere's. <laughs> but even, even if, though, I just sit and I'm just like, oh, my God, man. Like, did you see there's a documentary of uh, Alexander Dagg coming out? Really? Yeah, the biggest bust in hockey history, it's called, I think. No, he's not. It's not even close to the biggest bust. Well, who is? Alexander Dagg played how many games? 650? Uh, 616 games. He had 327 points. Yeah, like I, w- I wouldn't consider that a bust. How about, how about the, the one? The hype behind him, yes. How? Okay, he had, a ma- he had major hype. But how about the one first-round draft pick? who got drafted by the Atlanta Thrashers. And Patrick in Stafford. a game, Patrick, St- is, that the, is that the kid that ended up going on a breakaway in an open net and, and tried to... playing for and, Dallas. Got fancy, was just going to soft, gently tap it in, and it bobbled over his stick, and Edmonton came down and tied it up, and I think they won it later in the overtime or shootout. Yes. Yeah. Go look up his statistics. Because I, I, I'm pretty sure that he was, um, I, I'm pretty sure he was first overall. He was, but you're telling me that he had the same hype. Well, if we're talking bus, if we're talking bus, to me, that was a pretty, pretty solid bust. It's just a solid bust. That, that might be the biggest bust in the history of the game. Then Daniel and Henrik Sedin went two and three. Pavel Brendel went four. He didn't pan out. Tim Connolly, Brian Finley, he didn't pan out. Chris Beach, Taylor Pyatt, Jamie Lundmark. It's a bad draft. He played a hunt 455 games, had 64 goals and 188 points. This might be one of the worst first rounds in the history of the sport. I'm dead serious. Anyway, tough league to crack. Tough to have longevity in this league. There's a lot of great players out there nowadays. Yeah, I can't wait to see this Alexander Dag thing. He dated like Pam Anderson and shit like that, didn't he? Wasn't he into all that? He gave up his career to go get into acting or something and then came back. And I don't know. You know what? It, the it's, wild it's, story. I remember, but, I know a guy that played with him when he was in Hartford 
And he said he used to go out with like this long black trench leather trench coat. Yep. Just leather trench coat. Yeah. Really? You knew about this? The yes, leather I, trench coat? yes. Yeah. I, I did know about that, but um, I also, I also um, talked to guys that had played with him and I think that he was such a phenom at a very young age. Okay. They were talking about Alexander Dagg when he was 12 and 13 years old. He had people, scouts, following him around, going to hockey tournaments at a very young age. When he went to um, the Quebec Major Junior League, it it, it exploded. The chosen he, one. Alexander Dagg. Sorry, go ahead. The chosen one, yeah. Yeah. And And my point is, going through that process probably from the age of 14 15 got drafted at 16 went to um played two years in the quebec major junior then went to ottawa ottawa was the worst team in the history of hockey i think they only won three games all year and i think that this young man had so much pressure so much limelight that he lost the love for the game. And that's what I was told. That's what I was told that the love of playing as a, as a youth hockey player and going on tournaments and just having fun got lost on this, on this young man and the pressure mounted and he just basically went into a dark place and just despised hockey despise coming to the rink it used to be the happiest place in the world for him to be and it became the worst so think about doing that every single day over and over and having people talk about you so negatively because you're not living up to the expectation that they have put on him yeah when all you really wanted to do was just play the game and it's um, it's i'm sure it's happened to a lot more than just him. I'm sure there's a lot of, a lot of players, you know, um, like it's interesting. People ask me all the time to come out to, you know, men's hockey games and come out for a skate. And I will, I, I tell them I will never put my equipment on again. Not, not ever. I'm done. And it's, I love the game. I love the game of hockey but I don't ever want to play it again. Yep. Dominating charity games is, is pretty much where I'm at. All right. That'll do it for after the whistle presented by Seneca Buffalo Creek casino. Nothing else comes close. Thanks for listening.